Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Welcome to the Awesome MMA Strategy Show for UFC Vegas number 36, which goes down on Saturday afternoon inside the UFC Apex. Yes, I said afternoon, early start time on Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time for the prelims. Main car will be at 4 p.m. there Eastern time. Of course, we're here to break this one down for you. Of course, uh, we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. We'll talk about a little bit about Monkey Knife Fight later on in the program. Today's show is also brought to you by our new sports betting podcast, Betting You. College football has kicked off. we got games tonight, and we have you covered as Ben Ross and Matt Jeske take you through each conference and the best bets on the board. Betting You is available now wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Of course, as always, I am joined by the fighter Pete Rogers, Jr. Pete, uh, how you doing? Uh, first off, I mean, I know you're there in the Northeast. Uh, you're getting all these floods with the, the remnants of Hurricane Ida. How are we doing up there in Connecticut? What's up, man? Yeah, I mean, we're getting floods everywhere and you know last week was the hurricane we're getting hit wham bam thank you ma'am it's a it's a lot up here and i feel like i'm living in florida but uh hey um you know it is what it is but we, we have another card here this week uh small card so hopefully it can deliver hopefully fingers crossed we don't lose any fights jason but uh you know it's an interesting dfs card for sure last week was extremely odd and weird and you notice how volatile the sport can be at times but you know we, we just move forward and uh, hopefully we can uh, regain our footing on this card. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, just kind of looking at some of the, the DraftKings and, and FanDuel lines out there, I think there, there's some interesting fights. There is, I will tell you, there is two fights that I am prioritizing in terms of GPPs. One's on the main card, one's on the prelims. And I think you probably know the two fights I'm talking about. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. There's two fights that I don't think you feel confident with probably major, probably at least three of the fighters, maybe even four. But I, I think in terms of GBPs, those are two fights we'll, we'll have to uh, prioritize, and we'll get to those later on in the show. But let's Pete, let's get right into it. Main event: We got Derek Brunson taking on Darren Till. Big matchup in the 185 pound division. Derek Brunson, 7400 on DraftKings, fifteen dollars over on FanDuel, and then Darren Till, he's 8800 on DraftKings, twenty one dollars. Over there on FanDuel, uh, listen to both of these guys talk uh, yesterday to the media. Uh, kind of fu- you know funny hearing the the Instagram DMs of them two going back and forth. Where Brunson is saying like one day Darren's like you know wishing me wish me and my family well. Then the next day he's telling me he's going to punch a, a hole in my face. He goes, well, it was all good. But to me, this one is, and I've been on the wrong side of Derek Brunson the past couple of fights, is the fact that he's been able to use his wrestling. And, and that, to me, is where this comes down to. I mean, Darren Till, I, I've seen a lot of people are, are predicting him to win by TKO or KO. This is my only concern about Darren Till, especially when we're talking about DFS, is the lack of volume we, we see out of him. 
Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I like Darren Till a lot, um, and I think that he has some promise with his skill set. But I will say that volume is always a question whenever he's fighting, and, and you can look at the stats in regards to all of his fights. Um, you know, a lot of times he has low output in, in terms of DFS, uh, not really scoring the best. He's priced this week at 8,800. So, all right, at 8,800, we, we got to think of like we need north of 95 points. Yes, it's a five-round fight. There's probably more likelihood of him being able to pull that off. But, I mean, if you look back on the box score, Dar- uh, his fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone is the only time he scored above 95 points uh, in the past several fights. So I will say that, you know, he's priced up like he should go out there and get a finish. And I do think that is – part to do with his skill set and his power, but also somewhat fading Brunson at this point of his career. Yes, his his resurgence by mixing in his takedowns is incredible and he looks excellent, you know, especially from all the work at Sanford MMA. But I will say that he has taken a ton of damage throughout his career and he's always susceptible to get hit with a big shot. And I think that's where people don't like fading that uh you know that that uh, people like fading that liability, that that chin susceptibility to getting caught. And uh, that's where I've been off Derek Brunson. I thought a guy like Emin Shabazi was going to be able to go out there and get it done. Uh, turns out Shabazi has terrible, terrible cardio and ended up falling flat uh, after the first round. And Brunson took advantage by mixing in some great takedowns. Uh, that is definitely Brunson's path to victory here. And as far as DFS, he has the more f- uh, fantasy-friendly salary. And we always talk about locating strong wrestlers. Well, he's probably the, you know, has the best potential on the slate to break the slate if he can mix in takedowns. But I still am favoring Darren Till. I really am. I, I think that he ends up finding a left hand or a combination that sits Derek Brunson down. You even saw him target uh, Robert Whitaker in there. When Robert Whitaker was blitzing forward, he timed him with a beautiful left elbow, crashed him to the canvas. You know, I think that Till should make adjustments here. And there are definitely, definitely questions regarding his volume, but I think that he will answer it. Now, as far as DFS lineups, I'm sure that you're going to be split a little bit uh, as far as construction. Yeah, I mean, I think we you talk about the takedown aspect. I mean, there, there's two ways to look at that. We talk about DraftKings. Hey, you know, he could Derek Brunson could rack up some points. Now, on the FanDuel side of the equation, we could also talk about well, Darren Till could rack up some points right. in terms of those takedown defenses. Even at twenty one dollars, the lack of volume is concerning. But you, know, you mentioned about Derek Brunson. Look, I've been on the wrong side of Derek Brunson's past couple of fights. I brought this question up yesterday on, on my podcast. And I'll bring the same question up to you. When you look at this four fight winning streak, that um, Brunson is on. Tell me who the best win is against. Elias Theodoro, Ian Heinish, Edmund Shabazian, Kevin Holland. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because uh, Shabazian and Holland, not known for their wrestling and not known for having good cardio. So um, Heinish, not really looking the best either. Falling flat, falling flat and getting destroyed in his previous performance. So, I mean, is it Elias Theodoro who no longer fights with the promotion? I mean, perhaps. It's, a, it's an interesting question. I would probably say, I think as the win ages, Shabazi will probably end up being the yeah. best win. But like to me, when I look at Kevin Holland, to me, he's a better guy at 170 than he is at 185. I think this is a fight that I, I don't know. I mean, look, you got to you gotta look at rostering this fight. Uh, but I, I think that if you're a Darren Till backer, I think the hope has got to be that he does come out more volume and that the finish comes quicker than it does later just because the volume's not there. We'll talk about monkey knife fight in terms of this fight a little bit later on the show I, I like Darren Till to win the matchup I just don't know how much I'm going to prioritize it in DFS just because of the salary and, and looking at getting to some other higher price salary fighters 
Yeah, I would agree. And for DraftKings especially, right, he's priced at 8,800. He's got to come through at that price range. I do think that there's some safer uh, bets on the card because there are questions regarding Darren Till's ground game. Uh, it, you know, he he does have some, you know, solid BJJ, but we haven't really seen glimpses of that in the cage. Um, it's his takedown defense that could be a problem here. I think that he could have the better cardio as this fight prolongs. And I do think that if you look at the Kevin Holland fight, um, you know, when, when Brunson was able to take him down, you know, and over the course of the rounds, you know, he was starting to fatigue. I mean, anybody will. Fatigue's going to happen to any fighter out there. Um, but in the Shabazian one, there was a lot of laying praying at some moments and then some 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 periods of good ground and pound. And I do think that a guy of Till's strength and skill set, he's going to make him work. And this could bring out the best in Till. Uh, so I, I am leaning in his direction. But as far as DFS, there's no way I'm avoiding Derek Brunson at 7,400. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, one of the things of there, ha- you hit right on the point. There's times where Brunson's on the ground, you just feel like he's not doing much. And so we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of this one. Of course, a uh, great way to show your support here for what myself and Pete and the rest of the team here at Awesome do is be sure to uh, subscribe to us right here on YouTube. If you're not subscribed, we got a ton of great shows for you each and every day. Of course, coming up after us will be MLB Live Before Lock and Josh and Greg get you ready for tonight's MLB slate. Then following them will be College Football Live Before Lock with Ben and Matt to get you ready for tonight's college football action. So be sure to give us a like and subscribe so you can keep up with all our shows, uh, offers, giveaways, and so much more. And, of course, make sure to hit that notification bell so you know when a show is live here on the channel. Also, if you're not an Also Plus member, you want to get a little peek about what's behind the paywall, today's free premium data and tools is MLB Top Pitcher. So if you've uh, been thinking about becoming an Also Plus member, you kind of want to get a little, little preview of what you can expect behind the paywall. Check out that over at Osmo.com today. The MLB Top Pitchers tool, great tool to use when developing your MLB lineups. Now, Pete, time for you to get excited. It's Tom Aspinall Fight Week. Are, 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 are we, are we, uh, are we, do we got the Tom Aspinall shirt ready to go? Bro, I love Tom Aspinall. You guys know this, and I am backing him in this matchup. I do think that it's a difficult fight, right? Like, I think fighting Sergey Spivak early on in the, in the UFC would have been a great decision. Um, you know, I'm saying like when Sergey debuted, I think that he was a much different fighter than he is now. He's starting to show that he's a well rounded heavyweight. And I do think that Tom Aspinall is a well-rounded heavyweight as well. Stepping up on short notice, we have Spivak, but I will say that he's probably extremely prepared for this opportunity. Uh, most people are uh, at this stage of the game. But uh, Tom Aspinall, man, I can't get enough of Tom Aspinall. I love Tom Aspinall. Uh, I think that his boxing is incredible. Former sparring partner for Tyson Fury. Um, I think the the best skill set that he has is phenomenal BJJ that is somewhat unspoken of. But we did see that in the Andre Olofsky fight when he shot one of the most beautiful blast doubles I've ever seen in MMA. Okay. Head it against the chest, just drove through his opponent, immediately wrapped up the neck, secured the choke. Tom Aspinall is my guy. I like him quite a bit. As far as DFS, I'm going to take some shots because I don't know how the fight's going to go. He could, you know, pressure Spivak early, you know, hit him with some shots. Uh, this does seem like it's a fight that goes the distance. So I am somewhat tempering expectations, but there's no way I'm not playing Aspinall on fight week. You know what I mean? Like it's a, he's going to be a parlay staple for me. I like him just a lot. I have a lot of faith in his skill set. but as far as DFS, we need production and at 9,000, I don't know if you're really going to get like a crazy total. Are you concerned about the gas tank? 
I mean, what heavyweight has good gas, really? Like, <laughs> Kane right? Velasquez, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why he was such a freak. I mean, it's always a, a concern for me, especially, you know, when you're talking about big guys, you know, slinging leather and mixing in takedowns. They're going to fatigue a lot more than other weight classes. But, um, I mean, we could also be a little bit nervous about Spivak taking the fight on short notice. So possibly their, their cardios will cancel each other out and they'll be somewhat even. And that's something to bring up about this fight card is the fact. So this fight card was initially supposed to take place in London. That was the plan. But because of, uh, you know, what our world is with COVID, the fight's not happening there. So, like, if you go to Tapology and you look at the canceled and fizzled bouts, there's, I think it's 12. I mean, and, and you look at, you know, all the fighters. Aspinall was originally supposed to take on Sergey Palachek. Now, Spivak said he got the call for this last Sunday. He was in Russia took the fight, you know, got on the plane, got here. You know, there, there's some fighters who literally did not get to Vegas till about a day or two ago. One of those is a guy that we're going to talk about in a little bit, Patty Pimblett. He didn't get there till late Tuesday because he actually didn't get his visa until Tuesday. He was waiting that, you know, for it to finally come in so he could actually travel to the United States. So that's one of the, that's a storyline with this card is you have a lot of fighters who are stepping up on short notice, you know, taking this fight last week, two weeks, three weeks. So that's something um, it's always a great, that's one of the things I love about topology is if you're looking to kind of see who has stepped it up on short notes, that's a great tool to use there. But, uh, you know, look, I will say this. I think in terms of live betting, if this fight hits a second, third round, you might want to take a little sprinkle of Sergey Spivak. 100%. And it's not that I don't think that uh, Sergey Spivak is talented. Um, I think that on any given day, any of these fighters can, uh, you know, can better their opponent and, and definitely, uh, you know, find ways to win. And I think that Sergey Spivak with his well-rounded skill set can definitely present problems for Tom Aspinall. I think this is a harder fight than, you know, now than if it happened, let's say in Aspinall's debut, but I am happy that Aspinall got his feet wet a little bit. They both got their feet wet. I, I predict that these guys will see each other again in the future. Um, but for me, it's Tom Aspinall. Uh, I think that as far as underdogs on the slate, Sergey Spivak is going to be pretty popular at 7,200. Because it is heavyweight, and if you look at his totals, 75 against Olenek, 132 against Vandera, 101 against Felipe, Tuivasa, 120. Obviously, he would have to implement a large amount of takedowns, some control, and win the fight in order to really you know, get a total like that. But a close decision really wouldn't surprise me. However, I like Aspinall a lot. And moving on, we talk about fire stepping up on short notice, take the fights. That's a situation for Alex Morona, who is 8,700 on DraftKings, taking on David Zawada, 7,500. Alex Morona talked about this yesterday. He said the UFC gave him two options. They said you can fight in two weeks against David Zawada, or we can't get you a fight till December. So he said, I'll fight in two weeks. I'd also like to fight uh, in, in December. And he is actually taking the earliest flight out possible on Sunday morning to corner fires, some of his fires uh, at a local show there in Houston. But uh, Alex Brown, 8,700, 7,500 for Zawada. This is actually a fight that I actually like to go the distance here. And uh, I like the uh, the decision prop of Alex Morona wins via decision plus 180. Don't know how much I love that eight, that 8,700 price tag over on, on DraftKings. Yeah, I think it's an interesting fight for sure. And uh, one where we've seen Alex Morona with a well-rounded skill set, a decent cardio, I'll say, but uh, he really throws with good volume. And that volume can, you know, really just 
pay off well for him, right? Like, especially against a guy in David Zavada who hasn't been the most active as far as output. That's where he can win rounds, right? The guy who just does more will end up edging that round out. Um, however, I do look at the Alex Morono and Pettis fight, and I see where, you know, Pettis is very squirrely and is able to reverse positions very well. Always has been like that, even in the WEC. Doesn't have the best uh, takedown defense, but when it does hit the mat, he's able to sweep or, you know, change positions and get on top. And uh, I did see Alex Morono somewhat get put on his back at times and just kind of just outgunned in the scramble department. Now, David Zavada does have some very, very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. Good submissions off of his back. You saw that in his debut. Um, he did get taken down a lot against Hamazan Amiv, and his wrestling defense is not the best, right? So if Alex Morono wants to, he should have high volume, and in addition to high volume, mix in some takedowns. Make David Zavada, uh, you know, work. Tire him out. However, I think that David Zavada is going to be extremely strong in this fight, and I think that him working with American Top Team, I think that he will come in more prepared for this fight than maybe previous fights. I actually like the underdog a little bit here, and I know a lot of people are like Alex Morono in a decision or just based on his experience. But for me, I think that David Zavada's low calf kicks can cause a lot of problems for Alex Morono, who stands so upright. I think that as long as um, he can keep the fight on the feet, it'll be a tit-for-tat type of fight. If it does end up on the mat, Zavada just needs to really just be the stronger athlete, which is very difficult to do if you don't have a good gas tank. But for me, I just like the the underdog David Zavada, 7,500. I like his price tag. I can't blame you if you want to bet on the UFC vet. Um, they're just, this is this card for underdogs. It's a little odd for me. And that, that that's why I like David Zavada more than some other underdogs. And Alex Morona looking for back-to-back wins for the first time since 2019. He's been alternating wins and losses since 2020. Now, of course, uh, the fantasy football season is right around the corner as we are seven days away from opening night of the NFL regular season. The also fantasy football draft kick is available now for season-long and best ball fantasy leagues, the same projections, tools, analysis that we use for NFL DFS goes into the package, which includes our draft wingman, best ball rankings, and stacking guide, trade value chart, and so much more. You'll also receive up to $35 credits for underdog and FFPC leagues. You can get this package for 33% off when you use the promo code WR at checkout. That's $9.95 for everything we offer for season long and best ball. Of course, uh, I mentioned that draft wingman is something you got to take advantage of. I've got my dra- my draft on uh, Saturday of this week, so uh, yeah, that draft wingman will definitely be used here in, in the in the Floyd War room as I develop my uh, my fantasy league. So you got to check out that fantasy draft kick we have over at awesomeo.com. Now I mentioned there are two fights in this card that I believe we have to prioritize in terms of GPPs, and one of those fights is a fight we're going to talk about next: Modestus Bukakis and Khalil Roundtree. And just by seeing the head knob. By Pete. Pete clearly agrees with me that this is a fight we got to prioritize. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this fight. Admittedly. <laughs> I have no idea. More? Who do you trust? That I think that's probably the question here. Who do you trust more? Like, I take guess, salaries completely out of the equation. I guess I'd have to say Roundtree because he's fought more in the promotion. Um, and his aggressiveness and power is something that I do think is special. But his non-existent ground game in wrestling is always troublesome. Uh, his motivation is worrisome. This is a fight that I will be prioritizing and making a group that I want to have exposure to this fight because I feel like somebody's going to get finished. I really worry about Roundtree 
um, you know, just somehow landing on the mat and getting, you know, stopped or possibly submitted. Because I do think that Modestus Bukowskis, he's not a wrestler by any means. He likes to stand up. But crazier things have happened and crazier uh, game plans have been created. I think that the easiest path to get a victory is just take down Roundtree or try to just mix it and make them think about it. I don't know who the hell to trust in this fight. 8,500 for Bukowskis, 7,700 for Roundtree. Arguably, Bukowskis won his last fight. Jason, we might, I might need your, your help on this one, man. What, what are you, what are your thoughts for this matchup right here? So I talked to Modestus uh, last, last Friday. Okay. I think it was last Friday I talked to him. And so the my big takeaway was he has trained he has changed training teams leading into this matchup. He decided that he needed to make a change. Um, you know, he's talked about he has evolved a lot as a fighter. I mean, I think that the one thing is is this is a fight that he doesn't got to worry about takedowns, and he knows that. He yeah. also admitted to me that he knows that if he does not win this fight, his days in the UFC are over. He is fully aware of that. Um, you know, the only concern I have with Modestus is him being on his heels and Khalil Roundtree ba- basically able to to decide where the dance goes. That That's my only concern about it. I mean, I, I, I'm totally with you about creating a group where you say, give me one or the other and, and create me some lineups that way. Oh, fancy cruncher. I, I, I'm not sure who I would trust more. I mean, but I think it's a fight you have to prioritize. And you just know that if you go, hey, I want 50% of each guy, half your lineups are going to be dead. Right. I mean, it's like a risk reward, right? Like if you really feel like this this fight's going to go and be a part of the optimal, I have a pretty good feeling that's that it's going to have a high score because it's going to be extremely volatile. Uh, anytime they exchange, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be really like, careful and, and quivering and hope hoping that your guy comes out unscathed um we we have to think of when roundtree was at his best is when he was training over in thailand and then he yep. came back and he looked phenomenal um you know and everybody says bangkok ready Buakal, roundtree uh yeah i mean he he looked amazing when he when he had that camp but you know back at syndicate i do think that he will be a little prepared as far as the entire mma game is considered it's just to me, this is a low level fight, right? Like this is a low level fight. And anytime in low level MMA, you see the variance. And, uh, as far as, you know, people out there just making lineups, this is one to prioritize and uh, create a group. Well, I mean, I think, especially we look over the FanDuel situation where if you want to put Roundtree, he's only $13. I think that that makes line construction uh, really nice here. But to me, this is a fight that you have to prioritize. You're not going to feel good. Either way, I mean, I think, you know, in reality, it's a 50-50 fight. I was actually surprised to see how big of a betting favorite Modestus is. You know, he's a, a minus 155 favorite here. When I, I was, when I, I did the interview with Modestus, and then I, I was like, I don't know, a couple days later, I looked at the betting odds. I was actually surprised to see that he was a minus 155 favorite. I thought this would be closer to a pick than than what it's currently at. That's what I thought. I, I mean, I you know, I don't look at the, the odds until the very last minute. Um, I will say that uh, I will favor Roundtree, you know, given the the salary uh, relief, 7,700, given the UFC experience. I will say that anytime you have a cornered animal fighting for their job, that's always a, you know, that can sometimes bring out the best. Uh, didn't really make a difference for Sam Alvey last week, but uh, Bukowskis, possibly could come out here and uh, make a statement. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely did not work out for Sam Alvey and Dana White. Talk about they're gonna give Sam Alvey another fight, bro. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on it because you know, happy that he gets to stay, I guess. But to me, that was a head scratcher. I don't really understand that company guy. I guess maybe he has a good relationship with Dana and uh, he'd done a lot of favors for him, but I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the Quill Roundtree, he's only got one win in, in his previous three fights. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I do think in terms of GPPs, it is a fight that we do got to prioritize. Then our opening fight on the main card is probably, I think, the reason a lot of people are going to tune in to see the UFC debut of Patty Pimblett. Uh, comes over from Cage Warriors. The UFC had previously tried to sign him on two other occasions. He turned the UFC down, basically w- did not feel he was ready to come to the UFC quite yet, develop his skills which is not a bad thing where vice versa his opponent luigi admitted this week that he got to the ufc too early that you know he's been developing his skills uh obviously a, a fight salary wise very nice over on DraftKings, 8300 for patty uh where 7900 for luigi now on um Fandle, a little bit of a different story. $18 for Patty Pimble, so you got to pay up for him. $12 for Luigi. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of hype around Patty Pimble heading in this one, Pete. There is, and a lot of times hype doesn't translate into the cage, and I feel like, you know, Vendramini is going to be one of the most popular underdogs on the slate, and, you know, given the question marks surrounding Patty Pimble, uh, given his, you know, his push more so on, on the way that he speaks less on his skill set. But I will say that Patty Pimlin does have skills, right? Like, I think that him not coming to the UFC at that time was probably the best move for him. I think that if he came, he would have possibly been washed out of the promotion relatively early. Uh, being able to come in here a little bit later when you're a little bit more mature, you understand the game a little bit more, I think is extremely important. I do still like Patty Pimlin here at 8,300. I just feel like the hunger is something that... Uh, that when I look at on film and his uh, his pace is something that I do favor in this matchup. I do think that Vendramini sitting back at times in the Farzian fight is what has me it has me a little concerned. And I do think that uh, you know Vendramini has some power and he has some good Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Definitely does. So he could answer some of the some of the uh, the tricks that Petty Pimlet is going to try to catch him with. I just remember in my mind where Benjamini was struggling against Farzim, who I do think that is relatively green in MMA, a very, very talented kickboxer. But I feel like a guy that wants it so much can break you. And a guy with Patty Pimla, if he can get you into an advantageous position, his ground and pound, I think, is is solid. But his sneaky submission game is is interesting. And uh, at 8,300, I just think that the discount is so much. I'm fine with with targeting Patty Pimla here at 8,300. Um I do think that Benjamini will be a part of a small underdog pool for me at 7,900 based on the volatility and the unknowns around Pimblet, but I like Pimblet in the matchup. And, and Patty said something. If you want to be a backer, you're going to like what he says. We always talk about, you want a fighter who's going to go out there and fight for your money. He has already come out and said that he's going to be disappointed if he can't finish him within two rounds. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like it. I mean, I, I do like it. And I understand that that's, you know, steep expectations. And, um, you know, a lot of people just think it's hype and it's just talk. And to a degree, I, I would say it is. But I also think that, uh, you know, I know the X factors in this game and hunger and drive and just that that dog in a fighter. I feel like uh, Patty Pimlet has it a little bit more than Benjamini. Yeah, he is a guy that there's a ton of hype around this kid. And uh, I have a feeling that you're going to see people calling out Patty Pimble because they're going to try to get a little bit of that shine from him. Uh, next up, we got a female matchup. You got McCann and Kim. Uh, this is your 8,200, 8,000 fight. McCann is the 8,000 side of this equation. I want to mention this question we got uh, earlier today on Twitter from Hunter Man about this matchup. He goes, do each of you see Molly getting the takedowns here? I have no reason not to project them here. Kind of surprise. It's an area of contention. Uh, Kim has Kim to be taken down and Molly whopped. Now, here's the first thing, um, and we can obviously talk about McCann potentially getting the fight to the ground. She is at a massive, massive reach advantage in this one. As Kim has got a 10-inch reach advantage, so... You know, obviously, when you're talking about that kind of reach, you don't want to play the outside game. And to me, if you're McCann, the thought has got to be trying to get this, this matchup to the ground. 100%, right? Like uh, McCann's going to have to close that distance. And in order to close that distance, she has to, uh, you know, throw some some shots that, you know, Kim will respect. Close the distance, pin her against the cage, try to get some takedowns. I don't think Kim has the best takedown defense, to be honest. I do think that her length can be to her advantage if she uses it correctly. Uh, if you're a tall fighter or a long fighter, uh, you can defend takedowns um, a little bit better in some situations if you can spread your legs a lot, uh, if you can really fight for underhooks, um, if you can use a wizard to your to your uh, you know implement it in your game. But I, I do think that Molly McCann has fought the better competition, if we're being honest. And I do think that she has some solid wins against some fighters and it has aged well. Right. And I do think that Molly McCann mixes up her MMA game better than, uh, than Kim. Kim is just content staying and, and kickboxing and boxing. And, uh, I think that McCann will make it ugly at points. If, if this is a standup fight, I am worried about Molly McCann though, to be honest, just losing a decision. I will favor Molly McCann in the matchup. And I was pretty surprised with the price, uh, 8,000. I'll take the, the discount. I like her. I always like takedown upside, especially for DFS. So 8,000 is the fighter, uh, Molly McCann, that I will be favoring in the matchup. Let me play a little uh, true-false with you in terms of a comment from the YouTube uh, chat. Joshua says, Molly is the best play on the card. I don't know about that. I think that she has potential, but I don't know about the best play. And the reason that I don't know about the best play is because uh, – you know, reach, reach is real. And if, if Kim just stays on the outside and moves and she can cause problems to Molly McCann and, uh, you know, we're going to have to see Molly McCann be on her a game, closing that gap. And then in addition to closing that gap, finishing the takedowns. So. Yeah. But I feel like because that potential takedown, especially when we look at DraftKings, I think people are going to be looking there at Molly McCann, the will Fandle 16 and $15 respectively. So, uh, but, uh, obviously, you know, it's, uh, it's female fights, uh, arm bar from guard. No, I'm not, I'm not seeing that happen this week. Not at all. <laughs> um, 
it, you know, last week we did see that a fighter was looking for it and it was, you know, definitely something to worry about, but, uh, we hit that matchup last week and I'm hoping that Molly McCann will continue this for us. By the way, I will let everyone know I will be on live before lock on Saturday. It's been, uh, what, three weeks since I've done a live before lock. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it'll be good to have you back, buddy. Um, it's an early card, which I like because I don't have to work and I will be able to, to be at my house and watch the fights and chill and just enjoy them. Um, so yeah, I, I like the earlier fight fight cards. Oh, trust me. I am all about some afternoon May. All about it. All about it. Like I love it when they when they used to do cards like, you know, in England and all this and that. And we'd wake up in the morning and they bring morning fights. Like I, I really like that. Yeah, I didn't really like the ones where they were in the Far East and you know, cards start like four o'clock in the morning. I, I really wasn't big on those. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that was super could, could you imagine going, hey Pete, uh, we're doing live for lock, 3 a.m. Eastern time. Tyler, you ready to go? I'm a man of the people. I feel like <laughs> Tyler. I don't think that he would be happy in a situation like that. Yeah, but I, right, right now we do not have to worry about the, the UFC going outside of uh, the United States with everything that is going on. Of course, today's show is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. With Monkey Knife Fight, you are in charge whether you want to play UFC, MLB, or whatever it may be. Not, Monkey Knife Fight has it. To get started, all you got to do is go over to monkeyknifefight.com, choose a game you want to play, your contest type, and your buy-in. And even better, Monkey Knife Fight has an instant first match deposit of up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code. Awesomeo, Pete. Let's take a look at uh, two props uh, that Monkey Knife Fight has for this card. And one thing I always say when it comes to Monkey Knife Fight, if you like a, a number on Thursday, hop on it immediately because these numbers will change throughout the week. Derek Brunson, Darren Till, total strikes landed. Derek Brunson, eighty-seven and a half. Darren Till, fifty-seven and a half. Now, look, if you think Derek Brunson is going to win a twenty-five minute decision. I kind of like the 80, going more on 87 and a half. Even with Darren Till being a, a low volume guy, 57 and a half, to go more, you got to be thinking it's going to go 25 minutes. If you think this fight's going to end in 15 minutes or less, I think you have to go less on Darren Till. I'm saying less on both. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, Brunson can take that many shots to the chin from Darren Hill, uh, Darren Till. And in addition to that, I don't really see Brunson going out there and striking with so much volume like that. I think he's going to be just reliant on the takedowns. Um, I'm, I'm saying less on both. Then in the co-main event of Aspinall and Spivak, Aspinall 57 and a half, Sergey Spivak 37 and a half. I feel like, hmm. It's an interesting number. I think this fight's going going to go the distance, to be honest. Um, I'm going to say more on both of them. And I know a lot of people are expecting an early finish. It could happen. Definitely could happen. And if that happens, I favor Tom Aspinall with the finish. But I will say more for both. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say more as well, especially if you think this thing's going three rounds. I, I think that's an easy double check more and move on to your next fight. But, of course, be sure to check out Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com. Be sure to use that promo code. Awesome when you sign up for an instant first match deposit of up to $100. we got four more fights left here to go. And uh, you talk about one of the biggest favorites on the card, Jack Shore, over a 5-1 to one betting favorite here. Are you going with the hype here? Do you, do you want to pay up for Jack Shore this week? I do like Jack Shore. I, I really do like Jack Shore. Um, I think that 9,100 is fair, given his skill set. Uh, he's an excellent wrestler, excellent grappler. Um, I do think that he 
will have to work harder for takedowns if he chooses to take down Shaolinian. Shaolinian's a phenomenal wrestler in himself. And you saw that on display on The Ultimate Fighter where, you know, uh, when he decided to to wrestle, he had great success. When he decided to stand up and bang, uh, that's where he was edged out in a fight. And if he does try to stand up against Jack Shore, I think he's going to be behind him. And I think that this fight can be won in the scrambles. Uh, you, you saw it in the Hunter Azure fight that Jack Shore uh, is a phenomenal scrambler, but he is human and he can get out scrambled in certain positions. And Hunter Azure is a solid, solid wrestler. And I think that a lot of people just view him as a, uh, you know, a wrestler with an overhand. But I, I do think that Hunter Azure is pretty, pretty well-rounded. Yeah. Um, I just do think that Jack Shore is the real deal. I like him. I like his skill set. I like his potential. I'm interested to see, right? Like if I'm looking here at the box scores, submission ability of getting Shalinian out there is interesting. Very interesting. I do think that this will go the distance. So do we think that Jack Shore will get six takedowns similar to how he got against Hunter Azure? Probably say not that many. No, I think that he'll have more striking volume, uh, but we do want to get above 95 points. And if it goes the distance, Will he pay off the price tag is the big question, Jason. Yeah, I mean, just looking at some of the props out there, over two and a half rounds, minus 125, fight goes decision, plus 100. Ooh, look at Jason finding these little nuggets. I like it. Hey, you just, you just teed it up for me. <laughs> you, you just You lobbed it up for me and said, Jason, hit it out of the park. There we go. There we go. I like it. You know, um, I do think that Shellinian is good. I think that he has uh, pretty – pretty solid skill set for the division. And I think that he can get some wins in the UFC. I really do. I just think that this is a very difficult task to step in on short notice against Jack Shore. I don't see it happening here, man, but this is MMA. Samuel, appreciate you there with super chat. We'll get to your questions there at the end of the show. Of course, we'll also give you our straight up fight picks as well. Let's move on to the next matchup. And it is the second fight that I believe we have to target in terms of GPPs. And that is Julian Rosa versus Charles Jordan. Charles Jordan, 8,900. Juicy J, he is 7,300 over on FanDuel, $20 and $10 respectively Pete, this is very much to me like modestus and, and roundtree earlier it's a fight you have prioritized i mean look i don't think it's in julian arosa's dna to go the distance he is a live by the sword die by the sword kind of fighter he is going to go out there and you know i mean look you can have questions about his chin we, we have seen him get knocked out but to me in terms of gpps this is a fight we have to prioritize yeah, I don't blame you for saying that. I don't really struggle with this matchup so much like I struggled in the Bukowskis and Khalil Roundtree fight. I do favor Charles Jordan here, and the reason I do is I think that he's going to be the bigger man. I think that he uh, hits a lot harder. I know that Charles Jordan kind of screws around a little bit at times in fights and takes his foot off the gas pedal and allows his opponents to really impose their will before he decides Hey, I'm in a fight. I got to turn the tide and I got to come out here and get the victory. Uh, his aggress- his uh, aggression and killer instinct is great when he decides to go. Uh, it's a matter of just really pulling the trigger at the correct time. I do, th- I do worry about Julian Rosa hopping in the cage so soon after getting knocked out in a brutal fashion. And uh, to this point within his career, he has taken a ton of damage. So I am hesitant to put Arosa in my, uh, you know, in there with any faith. But given his skill set of how he absorbs punches to the face 
and still kind of keeps coming forward like a zombie. And if he can outlast you at times, he will probably have the better cardio than you. Uh, he'll outwork you. He'll work towards submissions, mix in some takedowns. So I don't blame what you're saying at all. I just feel like Charles Jordan could be a little bit bigger and a little bit wiser to everything Orosa tries in this situation. So I'm favoring uh, Jordan heavily here at 8,900. 7,300, though, Orosa has great, great upside given exactly what you mentioned. And this is one of those fights on the car that came together. Late notice replacement here. Julian Arosa stepping up. This is at a catch weight of 150 pounds. And 100 in the chat says, warning, guys, Arosa says he's going to wrestle for 15 minutes. I don't believe him. I don't I don't think it's in his DNA. I don't think it's in his no. DNA. I mean, you, he could, right? If he does, he could go out there and get himself a safe win. But also, since he's not so dominant in the wrestling department, and he attempts a, a strategy like that, right? He's going to tax himself more than somebody who's really well-versed in that area. And what that could possibly do is get him exposed and led to a devastating KO. I think that would be a smart game plan. If he was with James Krause or something like that, they would probably say, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to blend our hands into our takedowns, and we're going to try to avoid the firefight because you know, we don't want exactly what happened last time to, to replicate here. I don't see a wrestling path being a part of Arosa's arsenal, really. Like, I mean, it's there. I just feel like that's not who he is. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, look, it's like I said, he's a live by the sword, die by the sword. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, Pete Senior could say, "All right, PJ, I want you to, I want you to wrestle this game. You could do it, but that's not, that's not your DNA, right? Exactly. Your, your DNA is to go make this a stand-up fight." Exactly. You got to use, you know, got to use your strengths to your advantage. And, uh, you know, if Charles Jordan, you know, he knows what everybody's going to try to do. Everybody's going to try to take him down. Historically, his takedown defense has been terrible. Um, and that's why Arosa should look to exploit it. But in saying that, if Jordan has a brain, every camp is going to be revolving around improving that takedown defense to really showcase his skill set. So I'm expecting Jordan to go out there and get the victory. And we got two more fights here left to go. We got Dolce taking on Barrio. Barrio, 8,400. Dolce, 7,800, 19, and 11. Over there on FanDuel, Pete, what's your take? I really like uh, Marc-Andre Barrio. I really, okay. really, really like him. Um, he's going to be a staple for my, my parlays. He really is. I like him in the mid-range. I like his entire skill set. I like the fact that he's at Sanford MMA. He's surrounded by talented bodies. I think that, you know, heading into the UFC, I was backing him and I was like, man, how come this guy's skill set is not really like showing off in the UFC? And, uh, you know, if you think about it, he's had some very, very difficult fights, right? Kind of somewhat thrown to the wolves, Sanchez, Jaco, Park, three very difficult fights for a debuting UFC fighter. Like, all right, sink or swim. And, uh, you know, he sunk to the bottom and now he's climbing himself back up. This is an extremely favorable matchup, in my opinion, against Dolce Lunga Mula. Uh, Dolce hits really hard, uh, has some really, really good throws, a judoka background. But for me, with a limited gas tank, you know, he's a early finish or bust type of fighter. And I do think that Bar Barrio is going to weigh on him as the fight, you know, takes place. I think that Barrio's work rate is something that's very difficult to uh, to replicate. Lunga Mula is not going to be able to, to match the, the pace. So it's Andre Barrio for me, and it's a pretty confident uh, pick, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I do like uh, Mariota in, in this one as well. 8400 nice little price tag there on, on DraftKings. So you like the salary in terms of, of roster construction, especially if you're trying to get to some of those 9,000 options. Now, our first five of the night, we have got Jonathan Martinez taking on Marcelo Roja. 8600 here for Jonathan Martinez. Marcelo Roja steps up on short notice uh, to replace Nathaniel Wood in this matchup. He is 7600 Jonathan Martinez is a guy that we were high on, and then he's coming in off that loss, which is, I think, going to kind of, you know, temper some expectations here. But do you want to get to an 8,600 Jonathan Martinez here? I think I want to target this fight, and I think that's kind of my strategy for this card is I want to target this fight because I feel like uh, Jonathan Martinez is either going to be his old self or if he's his if he's going to be the same fighter he was in the Davy Grant fight, I think that we could be looking at, you know, a very nice underdog in Marcelo Rojo. I am leaning in Marcelo Rojo's favor. And the reason I is, is because of the aggressiveness. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with him in his debut against, uh, against Charles Jourdain. And I understand that he ended up getting TKO'd in the third round, but up until that point, I mean, he was really making that an ugly fight and almost making me question my pick of Charles Jourdain. I like him in this spot based on, um, you know, just imposing his will. If he's able to go out there and somewhat outvolume his opponent, Jonathan Martinez has, has looked great. But if we put his wins under a microscope, right, we can look at uh, his, his track record in his previous couple of fights. Davy Grant, he lost. Uh, Thomas Almeida, Frankie Science, uh, lost a split to Andre Yule, uh, a victory over Ping Yuan Lu, uh, Buren Waligi and debut loss to Andre Sukumtat. I know Rojo hasn't faced basically anybody in the UFC besides Charles Jourdain is his second fight, but I don't know if this strength of schedule, I mean, were we blinded where did we kind of put, you know, Jonathan Martinez up on a pedestal when he really wasn't what we thought he was, or is this a much more even fight? And I do think, think that it's an even fight and Marcelo Rojo can possibly win this via aggression. I, I like Jonathan Martinez to win this fight. I mean, look, you, you know me, there, there are certain gyms that I pack and, and Factory X is one of those gyms. And you, know, you look at Marcelo Rojo comes over from uh, Combate Americas or now known as Combate Global. Uh, second fight there, massive na- neck tat. If you've not seen this massive neck tat that he has, I can only imagine how long it took him to get that that tattoo. Pete, I could not see you rocking the neck tat. You know what's funny is if, if I'm going to get a tattoo, I think I'm going to go big. I think I'm just going to go do it. And if I'm going to get a tattoo at all, I'm not going to get like a little Tweety Bird on my ankle. I'm going to like get like the full neck tat, maybe the Tyson tat, maybe something. I think I might have to do something. Or maybe I'll just do like one of these henna tattoos for like one fight, make everybody think that I did it and I didn't. Um, but I was, I don't know, man. I kind of like the neck tats. Have you seen his neck tat? <laughs> no, I'll have to. It is to, massive. I think my mom would hit me with a baseball bat if I showed up with that, uh, you know, at family dinner. She'd be like, what the heck are you doing? That's what you got to do. You got to get the fake one to show up at a family dinner, tell Bree to have the camera rolling. Oh my God. You guys don't know. My mom, she will beat me for something like that. And, uh, I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> Tower says, get Pete the heat across the chest. Oh, I couldn't do that. See, I feel like that's cringy. I don't want a cringy tat. Like, you know, like my nickname on my back, like, you know, Anthony Showtime Pettis has like his nickname and he points yeah. to it. Like, I don't know if I want that. I think I want something like crazy, like a throat tat with like, you just see inside my neck type of thing. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not my thing, man. <laughs> Just not my thing. Not, it's not my thing at all. If you see me get a tattoo, Pete, you need to start making some calls and saying, is Jason okay? Oh, man. There we go. Yeah. But, uh, of course, if you do got any questions on these fights, be sure to line those up in the chat. We'll get to those here momentarily. But do want to let you know that we do have two new YouTube channels that you need to subscribe to if you love what we do for DFS. Then you're going to love what we're doing for season-long fantasy football and sports betting as you can check out all the great content that we're producing for sports betting and fantasy football content around the clock. So make sure to stay up to date with the videos from your favorite Awesome O host. Got a ton of great content there for you on the Awesome O YouTube channels. Uh, so let's get into a super chat. First up from Samuel. Appreciate it always as uh, comes in with his usual questions here. Uh, top two cash, GPPs, underdogs, MVPs favorites inside the distance top leverage plays upset of the night first fight of the night optimal fade and upset of the night so where, where do you want to start pete damn sam that's all i'm gonna say uh, we appreciate you sam uh i will say that for me a guy i really really like and i was surprised with the salary it's in the mid-range i like mark andre barrio a lot i just think he's going to be a staple for a lot of my lineups and he's going to be a significant parlay piece for me um, in addition to that, hmm, it's tough, right? We're looking at this top end. Shore, Aspinall, Jordan. I would probably feel the most comfortable because of finish with Jordan. Hmm. He screws around so much, though, but I do think that this is a matchup made in heaven for him. I, I, I will. Oh, God. I will. I don't know, man. I like Jack Shore a lot. I, I think I still might go Jack Shore. It is a uh, thing about favorites inside the distance. I just look at two fights Roundtree and Bukakis and Erosa Jordan. I, I think I would be relatively surprised if those, those fights go 15 minutes. I think we're seeing a stoppage in both of those. I think that's a, a great prediction. Uh, first night, uh, first fight of the night being optimal based on kind of what you said, I, I, th- I kind of feel like you believe it will be optimal. I feel like it will be from, from a Marcelo Rojo standpoint. I don't really know about a Jonathan Martinez win though, right? Like sometimes he's patient. He sits on the outside. He, he leg kicks, he kick stabs to the body. He'll hit a couple combinations. He'll dance around. I think Marcelo Rojo has, uh, you know, being a, a part of the optimal lineup. A little bit more, I think it's more likely than uh, Jonathan Martinez. And maybe Rojo is the guy that, that pulls off the upset of the night as I kind of look up and down the card here. In, in terms of those underdogs, there's not a ton that stick out to me. I don't know. I feel like our boy Hunter really likes a lot of underdogs this week. If I'm looking at underdogs, I'll probably say, and I might be alone on my on this island, I will say the underdog that I like the most will probably be David Zavada. And I might be like one of the few that, that like him a lot this week. Yeah. I mean, in terms of a, the top two cash, Aspinall sticks out to me at 9,000 as a top play. Um, and then you're kind of selling me on Mark Andre Barrio here. I like him, man. And, you know, he hasn't, I don't know, man. I, I just like the, the camp of Sanford MMA. I like the blend of punches and kicks and, and takedowns and, He's going to be prepared, right? Dolce Lugambula, his gas tank is is non-existent. Um, he has a really, really explosive round one and then, you know, just does enough in se- several rounds. I feel like Andre Barrio is going to pit him against the cage. 
and just go to work. And I think that we could see a pretty dominant decision. In terms of a, a fight that I'm fading, I don't think there's really a fight that I, f- I see myself, quote unquote, fading uh, in terms of this one. I mean, is there any fights that you look at as a potential fade? Um, As a fade? I will say. Man, yeah, right. I mean, hard to fade 10 fights, honestly, if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what we try to do is doing this 14, 13 fights, pick a few that you're going to be underweight to, but. As far as right now, I probably wouldn't fade anything. Uh, I'm just laughing about a comment from Dan about uh, Marcelo Rojo. Never discount a man with that much ink work on his throat. That's a man who is committed to never working a normal nine to five ever again. He is about this punch face life. Yes. Yeah. No, for real. I, I forget who did it. And they got tattoos on purpose so that they never have to go to a, a, a nine to five job because they know that nobody would hire them. And they said, you know what, I'm, I'm going all in on this MMA career. And I respect the hell out of that. I kind of <laughs> want a tattoo on my neck now. Like, uh, I, feel like we, I, I feel like we need to put a shirt together being about this punch face life. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let, let's go through our uh, straight up picks here. So these are non DFS related, just straight up picks. I'll go down mine and then Pete will give his. Uh, I will go Darren Till, Tom Aspinall, give me Morono. Uh, I will go Modestos. Don't feel great about it. Give me Pimlet. Uh, I'll say McCann with a minor upset there. Uh, give me Jack Shore. I will go Charles Dordain, Barriot, and Martinez. Okay. I will go with it's a very weird week. I will go Till, Aspinall. David Zavada for the upset, uh, Roundtree, um, Pimblet, Molly McCann, Jack Short, Charles Jourdain, uh, Marc-Andre Berriot, and another upset, Marcelo Rojo. By the way, people in the chat are just trying to figure out what, what kind of tattoo you should get. I mean, like flames would be cool, but I don't know if they would be cool at the same point. Uh, you know, I feel like that'd be somewhat cringy. Um, th- throat tattoos hurt a hell of a lot. Yeah, that they must. I might like have to be like restrained from cracking the freaking tattoo artist. <laughs> Fire uh, on your skull like Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I, I I just I, I can only imagine what uh, your mom's reaction would be if that happened. I got to do it. I got to prank her. I got to prank her and put the video out. Now you do, I, you do love doing these scare her videos. Oh, dude. People don't know. I prank the hell out of my parents all the time. And I feel like I need to develop a prank where she thinks I got a legitimate tattoo and it's going to be an absurd one. So uh, if you, if you have any ideas, hit me up on Twitter at PT MMA at Jason underscore Floyd. As always, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. You guys are the best um, excited to do a live before lock with Jason again. It was great with Greg, but you know, Jason's my boy, Jason, Jason's my boy. And, uh, I'm, I'm always excited to talk fights with Jason. And, uh, if you appreciate what you do guys, just hit that thumbs up for us. Get us over a hundred likes. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Of course. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Yeah. It's about that, that road life. I will tell you, Pete, being TSA pre-check game changer, Total, game oh. changer. Oh, I saw that line. I thought that I saw that line when I went to Mexico and I was like, yeah, we're not cool enough for that line, but that must be like for like, the Jason Floyd's of the world with the TSA pre-check, you know. Just, you want to know how much? You want to know how much that costs? Hundred bucks, eighty-five bucks for five years. Hell, sign me up. I'm doing it. 
literally you do the application online. The, you know, you go to the, the airport where they have an office. They, they sit, you ask some questions and uh, it can take us as, as I got my number like in like two days. Okay. And uh, yeah, literally it is pro. It is so oh, best $85 I've ever spent. That sounds like criminally underpriced. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Dude, I, I got, by the way, I couldn't believe how many people were at the Houston airport at 5 a.m. On, on Sunday morning. Mm. That regular line was so many people. That TSA oh. pre-check, right through. There we go. Game yeah. changer, Pete. I'm going to have to look into that. Jason, what time are we on uh, on Saturday? Noon, right? Uh, 1230. 1230. Okay. 1230 Eastern time. So we'll be here uh, for one hour breaking down and answering any questions you do have. Of course, uh, if you watch this after the fact, leave comments in the YouTube channel. Channel Me and my me and Pete, we come in here. We check those comments. So we'll answer those as well. Of course, coming up next here on Awesomeo is MLB Live Before Lock. As the guys get you ready for tonight's MLB slate, then following them, it'll be college football live before lock. So that's going to do it for the strategy show. We will see you on Saturday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time for Live Before Lock. Have a good day, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.